Yeah. So to be candid, <laughs> here we are. You know, here we are. Mac, um, this is Max Feldman out on Arts and Culture. My name is Roland Sterling, and I am apparently the theatre editor of Kensington, Chelsea, and Westminster today. And we're here to talk about our recent city break to Porto <laughs> and the Primavera Sound Music Festival. Mm, what a lovely one it was. Mm. I have to say, can I just? I think this is a bit of a historic moment. This is this is mine and Max's first ever podcast. And hopefully uh, not the last. One. Hopefully not the last. I guess uh, it will be decided at the end of this one. I feel like our, our entire friendship has kind of been building up to this point. You know, it's it's been in the pipeline for quite a while. Let's uh, make the most of it. Well, let's get to it. <laughs> so, Primavera Sound is basically a, mu- a music festival by and for hipsters. Mm, um, oh yeah. So, you know, if you have a beard or you wear flannel, or you've ever heard yourself literally say, well, I like that early work, but after they got commercial, then... This... <laughs> it's for you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so we flew out because, you know, no one in England can stand us enough, so we had to find <laughs> foreign music festivals. Um, yeah. They wouldn't let us into Glastonbury anymore. Like, oh, not after last time. Not after the incident. <laughs> and, um, and so Primavera originally started in Barcelona. Um, in 2001, where... I think, was the first one, wasn't it? Uh, you have done your research. I certainly have. I have not. <laughs> Just frantic Wikipedia before this. <laughs> um, but the Porto, the one we went to, is a much smaller version, which is mm-hmm. in Portugal. It's quite a lot cheaper, mm. and it's definitely smaller and more stripped back. We didn't really know what to expect. We we went to the Barcelona one in 2014, didn't we, and saw a mess of amazing bands, and it's uh, really quite an astonishing place that it happens. It's this weird sort of industrial park on the on the water. It's right, like the a postmodern take on a uh, car park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these weird, like, the passengers to get to different, like, uh, like stages of these weird half pipes and everything, and you can run around them when they're slightly... Uh, not not as sensible as you should be, um, but so but we'd never been to the Porto one before, and we were quite looking forward to uh, to, to ha- taking a look at it. Also, we thought that the Barcelona one had been sold out, so that was the main reason we were going to the. As it one. turned out, it had not been sold out. <laughs> once again, this is never going to be well planned. Um, but so once we actually got to Porto with um, our, which is actually a city that none of us had even heard of, or mm. but apparently it's where Port's from. So mm, yeah. there you go. The more you know, but, actually where the country Port. Portugal gets his name from, apparently. From, from, according to Wikipedia, the, the, the city was named first, and then they were like, should we name our, our country after the city? Like, yeah, okay. So how drunk is Portugal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, decisions like that. Well, yeah. as we found out, it was not particularly drunk at all, because despite everything being as cheap as cheap can be in Portugal, mm. for instance, mm. um, <laughs> cost us €3.60, mm. which made my hard drinking alcoholic but <laughs> broke broke mindset almost weep a tear of joy um, no it's truly wonderful yeah but what the, the issue with Porto which we discovered as soon as we were in the cab ride from the air, the airport is that when the asking what was good about Portugal the um, our cab driver said well the beer's great and we said oh are there mm-hmm. are there plenty a large of, variety <laughs> and he said he looked confused and we thought it was a language barrier thing but we soon discovered there's only one beer in Portugal <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that it's good. called super <laughs> it's called super bock <laughs> and it, that is an overestimation of its 
uh, of its mm. quality, but it's less of a beer and more of a sort of corporate cult in yeah. that it's everywhere. It's all the advertising in Porto mm. is for Superbock, and it's all you can drink, and no one seems to drink it. To, yeah, no, right. <laughs> to the point where it's literally on like, plastered on every wall, where we, we, we were kind of assuming that the city was just run by Superbock, like it was this weird Illuminati kind of cult thing. We, it was very strange. We actually don't know that it's not. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yet to be confirmed. <laughs> Once again, the research wasn't done. But Porto itself is a beautiful, beautiful city. Like, if you're looking for just, like, a city break on, mm. like, a significantly cheap budget, it's... Yeah, it's basically like, you know... Really gorgeous. You, go, you, go, you could, you know, rather than save money, rather than go like Madrid or mm. Barcelona, or think about something actually in Portugal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like if Lisbon. You, if you just go to Porto, you're going to have a beautiful time. There's loads of it's Baroque architecture. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on one of the days that, we're, um, that we went out, which were left free from us, because uh, as we'll, we'll get to later on... Um, it was uh, quite quite a chilled out festival, so we usually uh, headed home at about three or something, which is relatively early for us. <laughs> so which left us the the daytime just to go and explore and everything. Um, we climbed the uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce this Clarigos 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 Tower, which is this Baroque church, really really gorgeous, incredibly tall. Um, well, I mean I don't know, it, it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> it's <laughs> In comparison than to you. the <laughs> which is all it needs to be. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was absolutely gorgeous. Um, um, one the, thing that should be pointed out when we're saying we went home at three, it's not a camping festival. Um, neither Primavera nor that's a good point. Nor Barcelona. Man. You um, you basically but you buy a ticket and you have to rent somewhere in in town, mm-hmm. and then it starts around five in the evening and it goes on till about five six in the morning. But the mm. only people on at five and six in the morning are the kind of bands that they're usually are used to playing to the completely out of their head crowd at a normal <laughs> festival at five and six in the morning. But no one at the festival was even particularly drunk, so God, that must have been one of the most challenging gigs these bands have ever been forced to play. Tough crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean. That's the one thing that I do really love about Primavera, what I loved about the Barcelona one, and then I think it's been carried through to the Portuguese one, um, is just, I mean, because the same bands play there uh, each year. Uh, well, I mean, you between the two places, not obviously they don't get the exact same <laughs> bands back every year, but um, uh, there's always just, like it's such a, a diversity of um, genres and also like generations. Like we went to see Brian Wilson on the uh, Friday, the mm. the tenth, I think it was, uh, do it performing Pet Sounds, and then the next day we were watching Shellac, mm-hmm. <laughs> like two a.m. It was just the contrast is amazing. For, for the uninitiated, Shellac are a um, the kind of band who are so loud that <laughs> the real, the lyrics can't be discerned, the beat can barely be disturbed, but you'll sort of be away. It's like being punched in the face, but in a kind, yeah, loving yeah. way. It's, it's the more music that you feel than, yeah. than hear. Like. Well, interesting fact about Brian Wilson, for a man who relies a lot on harmonies and is playing with a um and play, yeah and isn't playing with the beach boys anymore and has no need and could therefore easily hire your sort of young singers whose voices aren't haggard he's hired an entirely elderly band mm. and so yeah. it's very authentic to what you'd imagine so, a modern day brian wilson would sound like <laughs> it's a bold choice you yeah know, you've got to give him credit so for the actual festival itself it's very it's actually very very cheap like a lot more so than the barcelona version so we bought for a three-day festival ticket it cost was it 88 euros something like that i think i got mine for 92 it varies slightly it depends on which uh ticket website i think you uh, go to mine it's, mine was like 90 it's more euros. expensive the closer to the festival it gets yeah. so yeah. if you were to buy now before you even know what the lineup is you'll probably mm. be able to get it for about 40 euros and then it will get exponentially more expensive yeah. 
yeah. month in, month out until until obviously you get to the uh, prices uh, because it's not a camping festival. You also have to add on things like hotel rooms. We we found a, a really nice place. I was not expecting it to be as central as it was. It was called Duas Nakos Guest House. Uh, run by this very long-suffering man who had to deal with us coming back home at three in the morning every night. Turned out he had like a young son that made me feel infinitely sorry as, for him. As a guest house, he had to ring in. He had to let you in personally. And so when we told him, oh yeah, so we're at this festival, so we're probably going to be getting back at six in the morning <laughs> every day. see the look in his eyes. trapped fire in his eyes. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but he was cool about it. So it was, you know, it was, it yeah. was awesome. We had, a, we had an interesting introduction to the, um, to the, to the city to say we're on a taxi journey from the airport to the hotel we were just chatting about this the taxi driver before there's also someone who's as we were driving through the city and we were asking things that we could recommend he could recommend to us he was sort of basically telling us he was very keen on us to picking up prostitutes basically it seemed to be like his kind of vibe and it was like i i think we, we, what, what was it? We were like saying... Well, uh, well, he was saying, do you like girls? And we were saying, yes. Sure. And he was saying, do you like girls? And he went, mm, <laughs> girls, money? Yeah. And we were like, what? Do you like buying things? And I was like, no, no. Girls, money girls. And we were like... And then as a joke, he said, oh, do you mean prostitute? Yes, this is word, prostitute. And then he even offered to recommend us some numbers of, I know, his... <laughs> His personal bevy of yeah, his personal harem, and, exactly. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, in holiday, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. then I don't know. Maybe. We had uh, we had to move the conversation quickly onto Portugal's num- number one beer. <laughs> is how we escaped that particular conversation. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, as, as as a sign, as when we were getting to the to sort of tipping point on the sheer prevalence of Superbock mm. everywhere. We realised that the main stage in Bordeaux was actually called the Superbock stage <laughs> and then one of our friends started crying. <laughs> <laughs> there was a general sort of sinking feeling mm. within us. But yes, yeah, so if you're looking for a sort of more of a party hard all night mm. um, also yeah it should be said that yeah for the people actually looking for like quite a sedate you know you're just there for the music man mm. kind of festival mm. and a really really tired of sort of pilled up you're a trash come English <laughs> things, uh, um, then this is definitely the place for you but as, as I said before the food in Porto is wonderful mm. the music at the festival is wonderful it's there every year mm. and it's in a, uh, in a really beautiful um, city park about it's about 20 minutes away from the city centre so you're right there yeah one uh, thing that we did think of, we in comparison to the Barcelona festival is that um, well we had a sound technician as one of our friends who came along with us so he was very very picky about about things each of the stage has their own like little natural amphitheater that you see it's much greener than the Barcelona one but what we did find was the sound occasionally depending on where you were sta- standing wasn't quite as good quality um, you had to find like the sweet spot just like the right distance away from the stage to really get that kind of you know clarity of sound we were watching what was it animal collective animal and we were collective. right at the front and it was just very muddy like you couldn't really discern the lyrics or any of the sort it was of top all it was all sub yeah. like uh which was a shame because that's not really the band they're yeah. going for. If you're going for a more of a heavy kind of band, that's you know, we saw terrible. some of the the harder rock bands like Dinosaur Junior and Mudhoney, and we we're standing at the front for that. Mm. And the fact that you couldn't hear the vocals of anything was a slight <laughs> improvement. <laughs> um, but to give a sense of the kind of bands that were playing, as a typical, so there was um, P. J. Harvey, mm. Brian Wilson, Dinosaur Junior, um, mm-hmm. Battles, Explosion in the Sky. So post rock, indie yeah, yeah. rock, and quite a lot of. Far out, sort of, um, and of course, who could have ever get Roosevelt? 
the supremely average band that we yeah. happened to catch at the end of one. I'm sorry if there are any Roosevelt fans out there. I mean, for the, two of the greatest American friends of all time, <laughs> yes, I was exactly. personally like a dagger Insulted, to the heart. Insulted, yeah. But um, yeah, they're, they're, I know there's already a band called Average White Band, but God to Roosevelt, have they earned <laughs> that name. But, um, so yeah, for any aspiring mm. Indias who want to, who just can't hack the idea of yet another V Festival, then mm-hmm. uh, Porto, it's for you. Yeah, Primavera Sound, uh, either in Porto or Barcelona, are well worth checking out. To, to finish up with, did you did you have a um, an act that was your favourite night? Um, I actually hate music. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I I probably it probably battles like for sort of math rocky kind of stuff. But PJ yeah. Harvey put on such a theatrical live show with a sort of marching mm-hmm. band and um, and also. You know, for a very witchy type performer, it was a pleasure to see her midway through singing a song about drowning, drowning your pregnant daughter in a, in a lake to suddenly burst out laughing because <clears> someone <throat> had thrown a giant inflatable shark at her. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, Roland. Oh, well, I mean, who cares what I think? Uh, <laughs> I Battles Again was actually one of the ones that I, I really, really enjoyed. Um, uh, although I, I did really enjoy Explosions in the Sky. Mm. Uh, it was at um, the right kind of time. That for the kind of band that they are, which is very sort of like post-rock, like, like progressive kind big of... Big classical things. Yeah, yeah, like a uh, big building up of sound. Mm. They were they were just so frenetic on stage, mm. like really just moving about. And they had some really good sort of like rock kind of breakdowns. It was uh, really interesting to see. Uh, and I'd never heard of them before, so it was, I, I'm definitely going to look them up later. So... Basically, our advice is listen to Battles' new album because it, it's amazing it. and throw a plastic shark at me. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is Max Feldman and Rolling Stone signing out. Catch you on the flip side.